Hey folks, John here. Uh, stay tuned to the end for a special treat when we will be uh, spinning a couple of tunes from our special guest. Yes, I said spinning. Um, to that uh, to that end, if you happen to be a Dragon Con band or know someone who is, and you would also like for us to showcase a tune in a future days of DC podcast for this year, because, you know, um, virtual and probably uh, you may have been invited to Dragon Con and now can't go, something like that. Um, drop us a line with uh, links to the song and your band page and that other kind of information. Uh, drop us a line over at 50 days at the unique geek.com. That's five zero days at the unique geek.com again if you or a friend know something and we'll we'll uh, try to do a little bit more for the community uh through these podcasts um by featuring uh an artist or two um coming up as they as they send them in again i prefer for you to have been a either a past dragon con guest or a guest that was uh um supposed to go this year and can't go uh that way we kind of get the the, the uh, whole dragon con community feel and you know um that's what we're looking for so uh, until next time, well, no, not until next time. Actually, right now, you're going to listen to another podcast. So uh, go ahead and listen to this one uh, featuring um, some new friends. Thanks. Peace. There's one. Set for stun. Three guys sitting in a dark room that smells like bad cucumbers. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Now featuring 11, 11 listeners. You phony scumbag, get on your face and give me 25. This is the unique geek. And welcome to another edition of Days of Dragon Con. And joining me, as always, is uh uh the, the tanned quarantine one lee lee how you doing hi i'm good how are you john uh i understand I'm that you tanned in quarantine. yeah i understand you moved into the cabin to avoid all these uh i did i moved and it's been very odd to be in this cabin but it's really nice my husband's here and he feeds me so yay i'll stay quarantined and and just go outside for a little tiny bit so, yes. Yeah. And, yeah. I like how you did that. However, many days. Yeah. I, time yeah, has I time has uh, no meaning. If it was ever relative before, it's certainly relative now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are yeah. the things. But Dragon Con is still happening. Uh, Dragon Con is yes. still happening. Uh, it's going to be a virtual Dragon Con. There might be stuff that happens before and after. And yeah. During Dragon and, Con days. Yes. So, oh, so. I did I, something. We yes. are going to have a masquerade. We are going to have a masquerade. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I have and, no idea how, but and, they're going to. And I, I noticed, maybe uh, uh, we can probably talk about this later, but I did notice one uh, thing previewed about what's going to be in the store. I think it actually started selling today. Might even be in the store. Oh, did it? The, uh, oh, well, I haven't looked yet, so yeah. To pre- no, to pre-order, the uh, there's a there's a special edition malt liquor available for those uh, liquor. Sure. Liquor? Malt. Something, something, something alcoholic for you to enjoy. It's like a Zima. Yes, it's it's exactly what it is. It's a Zima. That tells you how old I am that I know Zima. Um, Yeah. You know what? It's stored with your crystal Pepsi. It's really weird. Crystal. Yes. Um, What's really weird, though, John, is, you know, 
it's going to be odd to be on virtual Dragon Con because a lot of times you walk around and people are talking and singing and mm-hmm. dancing, and we're not going to see that virtually. No. Well, we can really see that virtually. Well, we're not going to see people walking around, but we will see these virtually. Those performers. Well, yeah, we, we hope to see those performers. And you know what? What? We're, we have other performers, too. We don't just have really big bands and stuff like that. We have filkers. What's that? Did, what is a filker? You know what? I'm going to turn that over to Amber. Who is the ask that every single year, Phil. like as though I don't know. But go on. Every year. It's okay. Turning it over to Amber. Hi, Amber. How are you? Hey, how are y'all? I'm good. You you have to understand Mm -hmm. one of the very first panels that we always do every Dragon Con is what is Phil? Now, are are you doing that this year? (laughs) We will be doing that this year. Awesome. Um, It's going to be a little compressed. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're we're working on our track schedule for going online right now. Wow. Um, And as we lead up into con, we're trying to plan out at least one live streamed concert a week. Oh, really? One a week before con. That's really cool. Before con. Wow. That is awesome. Well, you, you, Amber, go ahead. All right. I was going to say Amber. And this would be on like the Dragon Con pages and your Facebook pages, so people could yep. see when that schedule comes out. Which it is not out yet. Don't go ask Amber when it's coming out. She just told you they're working on it. <laughs> so don't go bother her. Now, now, Amber, you brought so some. Go. You brought some guests with you too, didn't you? Yes, I did. Uh, we've got Alyssa Yeager of Rhiannon's Lark and Chris Saber of the Night Sabers with us. Hi yeah. guys. Hello. Hi Chris. Hey. Yo. Hello. Yo, so you guys are filkers. All right, so in 10 words or less, Amber, what is a filker? We are the music of fandom. Uh, we like to say that we are Dragon Con's open mic in our track room. We, you know, we invite everyone and anyone into our open filks where anybody can, you know, perform. And then we also have performers themselves. Yes, you do. And so, Chris and Alyssa, I'm going to start with Alyssa. So. How long have you been filking, and how'd you get into it? Well, that depends on uh, if you count when people started telling me that I was a filker or when I was actually (laughs) performing that music. Um, I started performing in 2007, doing a lot of festivals and stuff with a duo project, and then sort of moved on from that into my solo current project called Rhiannon's Lark. Um, And I was doing, um, you know, Origins and Gen Con and Aresia and songs about wow. board games and cosplay and all kinds of things like that. Um, but nobody had really like talked to me about this concept of filk. And when I first heard about it, it seemed like the people who were talking about it at that time were kind of defining it very narrowly. So it sounded like, oh, filk is specifically parodies and it's always comedic. And it's and so it's super, super niche. And I was like, well, that qualifies for some of the things I do, but I also do a lot of serious stuff and metaphysical questioning and songs about morality and stuff like that. And then I went to Dragon Con, and then I went to um, the Ohio Valley Filk Festival and Conflict out in Washington and realized that Filk is exactly what I do, and it's (laughs) a broad community, and it's been really nice to be welcomed in. And I like that, and I like that, that it's that I would have known Silk as kind of the comedy stuff, but yes, I've also heard the very deep ones and thoughtful ones. And I want to get back to the board game Silk, but Chris, so how did you get involved in Silk and how long have you been doing it? 
Well, you know what? Funny enough, a similar story that I didn't know that I, what I was doing was that basically for a while. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know the title. But so kind of going back a long time ago, um, because I'm an old man now. So 2000, I have the CD from an old band here that was 2011. That wasn't our first CD, but it was this old band called The Manpower uh, that I was in. And we played like a lot of anime conventions and such. Uh, the way we got involved mm-hmm. with that was the one here in Nashville, Middle Tennessee Anime Convention, Impact. Uh, they one year decided they wanted to book like 12 bands, but they had like zero budget uh, outside of like for a couple <laughs> a couple headliners. And they said, hey, you want to yeah. come play this show that, you know, there'll be, you know, 5,000 people at. And of course, as a club act, yes, you say yes to that. And uh, mm-hmm. we were still figuring out our identity at that point. And the only reason we really got booked is because we knew the girl booking it, uh, who funny enough lived <laughs> in Atlanta um, and used to work on AWA and some other things like that. And uh, we had a song about Jackie Chan. That's close to anime. He's, Asian, I suppose. So, <laughs> uh, so we moved forward with that. We started booking a lot of cons uh, with the manpower. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only played Atlanta, funny enough, once. We played a, a Momo con a really long time ago mm-hmm. uh, with that band. But anyway, um, eventually that band continued to play. And funny enough, uh, I started going to Dragon Con as just somebody who wanted to just go to the con because it was cool. And fast forward quite a number of years, the manpower was kind of on our last leg. And we were playing a show in Nashville at a KaiCon, and Dan Carroll, of all people, who you know works on Dragon <laughs> now with the media mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. he yep. was at the con. Hi, Dan. And, yeah, hi, Dan. We love you. Uh, he was at the con <laughs> just as like a supportive guy, and he saw us play, and he said, "You guys need to play Dragon Con." And I, always, I said, "Well, I don't, I don't know that we're big enough for that," because I was thinking, of course, of the larger acts and things like that. And he was the one that even brought. He said, "You guys are a little too loud for the filk track, but maybe you could play acoustic." <laughs> and mm. uh, Fast forward to my new band, the current band that we're here talking about, Night Sabers, which is a lot more acoustic. Um, somewhere along the line, that got confused, and I forgot about trying to get on Dragon Con, even though I was going every year. And uh, <laughs> then we discovered the Filk track and learned a lot more about it maybe two or three years ago. And that's when I said, you know, I'm on a mission. I'm going to do this. And then mm-hmm. last year, uh, we played shows with a couple of different bands and were interacting and networking with quite a few people that were involved with it. And I said, I'm, I, this is the year. We're going to get on there. I just somehow know it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And uh, <laughs> then we did it. <laughs> I had a premonition, I suppose. And uh, so, yeah, last year was our first year playing as a band. And it was wonderful. One of the best convention experiences we've ever had. Uh, awesome. So we will be back any year that they will have us or that you will have us. Whoever well, will have us. <laughs> well, well, see, and that's just it, too, because I think um, you and Alyssa both said that. You go to a lot of cons and you get to see people and word of mouth, you know, you, you, you met Dan, Alyssa, I don't know if you met somebody or just all of a sudden wandered into the filk track and were like, Oh, it's my people or, <laughs> which is kind of how I wandered into Dragon Con many, many years ago, uh, which was in 96. So yeah, you found them at, at CDs from 2011. That's not old. That's, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, not old. And, you know, even on the Filk thing, funny enough, one of the mainstay performers at Dragon Con was encouraging us to, uh, it was a uh, Voltaire when we were talking to him mm-hmm. about, about what we do. He said, you need to be in the Filk room at the very least. That's what you do. And I was like, well, again, I never really thought about it that way. So it was yeah. a lot of people encouraging uh, that, if nothing else. So I think that was a good, a good home for us. <laughs> well, that's cool. So Amber, you, you have already talked about, you're going to be putting up a schedule and things like that. But so in a regular year of Dragon Con, what goes on in your track room versus what goes on maybe just because I know there's also a performer stage, whether you're silk or a band or whatever else. So how does that usually go for you, Amber? So on a, a normal year, um, <laughs> we would have a solid mixture of 
concerts and open filks and then also panels and workshops. Uh, we've oh. gotten really deep into uh, some DIY musician panels and workshops, everything from, you know, recording and remastering on a budget in your home to even just the, the business of being hmm. a musician uh, on an indie level. Um, we've had uh, really great uh, responses from uh, Kickstarter panels oh, on really? how to, to make them successful. Um, yeah, I, we've really kind of looked at the DIY musician as our day programming. And then as we mm -hmm. go into the afternoon and evening, we go into concerts. And then we have open filts that usually start after our concerts end, sometimes there's a little bit of overlap depending on whether or not we can get a big room um, mm -hmm. for some of our concerts and into the night, sometimes 3.30, 4 in the morning. Very cool. John, you had a question a minute ago, and then I went first. So it's yeah, yeah, no. So, Alyssa, I noticed there's lots of uh, very cool instruments in, in the background there. Uh, what, what is it that you play, and how did you, how did you actually start playing? I primarily do guitar and vocals, but I also incorporate some ukulele and auto harp into my shows right now. Mm -hmm. um, I play a variety of instruments because I am a certified music therapist. Oh, so, sweet. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I did my, my training for that, um, got my master's in 2003. Sorry, trying to think back to how this song Again, time is relative. <laughs> yes. Um, time is relative. Out, uh, moved out to Cleveland to work at Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital there as a music therapist. Oh, and uh, that awesome. was when I met the woman that I started doing the duo project with and started performing and um, got to a point where I just needed to be putting my own voice out there a little bit more. And in music therapy, it's really all about getting the client to share their voice and their needs and mm -hmm. pulling yourself back and, and being behind that boundary. Um, and I, I needed to have a little more of me out there. And so I started doing a lot more performing. Cool. Very cool. Well, I, John, well, actually, I, yeah. I just have a follow-up question just for that. What? So, sure. so, so, music therapy. What? What is in a, in a nutshell? What? What? What is that? I mean, half music, half psychology. So, okay. um, you know, people respond to different modes of therapy. So, you might have heard of puppet therapy or movement therapy or writing. You know, poet th poetry therapy, things mm -hmm. like that. Hmm. Any kind of modality you can imagine, it probably exists. Some are a little more yeah. formalized than others. So like for music and art therapy, they have degree programs and you have to be trained and certified to practice those things. Mm. Um, so I would use music with like adolescents who are in the hospital and they're really struggling to say what they're feeling. But if you help them write a song about it or create a musical instrumental part that they can express what they're feeling without having to put words to it at all, that works great. Mm. Oh, that's, that's, that's oh, super wow. cool. Um, that is very cool. So, Chris, I have a similar question for you. When, uh, how did you get started um, playing? Yeah, I mean, in general, my, mine's a lot dumber than uh, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> that's so cool. Music, uh, music therapy. That's so cool. My music therapy is listening to Kiss, but uh, <laughs> uh, but Kiss yeah, that's kind of that's kind of yeah, that's kind of where it comes from though. Because just when I was younger, uh, it was second grade. Uh, I discovered Kiss uh, from my dad's old records, and we saw Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. And I always say for awesome. me, it, start, it starts and ends with Kiss and the Ramones, even though we don't really sound like either of them. But uh, a little bit later on, I decided to play guitar and my dad got me this like kind of like, I don't know, off brand, almost BC rich looking red warlock looking electric guitar that I still own to this day that you could tell was used by some club band because you could see where they had taken the like stickers off the 
case. Oh, wow. You could literally see the outline <laughs> of like Metallica and Anthrax stickers on there. Like if you knew the logos well enough. Uh, so I started playing and uh, I wasn't very good musically um, and I'm still not, but uh, I always felt I was good at uh, being a front man and, and kind of surrounding myself by better musicians at the end of the day. Uh, so it wasn't until like college that it really like hit me that I was like, I should play some of these songs because I had a, uh, a songwriting class of all things. And oh, wow. uh, I was getting the format down really good. And one of the extra credit things we had was to go to an open mic with the class and perform at it. Mm. And I didn't know how that was going to go because I didn't think I could really sing. Uh, and my playing was passable, but I didn't think I could really sing. But I thought I had a decent enough personality to make people laugh at the very least. That was in the equation from day one. And uh, I played two songs at the open mic uh, that were mm -hmm. not exactly G-rated and almost got banned from the place. And my teacher said that that was amazing. And he gave me extra double uh, extra credit because he I will never forget the quote he told me he said you could fart into a microphone and people would have liked you on that stage so uh, I got pompous and conceited <laughs> from day one because of him because <laughs> I he just like I was the one that stood out and I was like oh I recognize that funny enough we went on uh, when we formed the manpower to play an outside show at that same coffee house for this like outside series thing they had and they didn't realize I was the same person and when they found I was the same <gasps> person they wanted to cancel the show last minute but there were a lot of people oh. there for it, so they didn't. <laughs> so that's how I got oh, started. No. <laughs> and then it's kind of been the same tradition ever since of just like, I've generally not been able to find people I thought could convey my music better than me. And since I feel that uh, some of my abilities aren't as strong as some other abilities, I just always make sure to have good people with me that can sing or produce or play and, mm -hmm. and all that. And uh, that's always been a good thing. Cause sometimes being a good artist is admitting your own flaws and uh, going from there. But in the meantime, I'm going to have actually have Alyssa uh, talk to Chris to uh, build up his self-esteem because he seems to be having some <laughs> some issues. Well, I have I have really good self-esteem at this point. Honestly, I just know what my flaws are. <laughs> I just I just like to fart in a microphone because that's about probably how I sound if I try to sing. So it's a um, good quote. <laughs> this is a good quote. So, and we're going to do this again too with Alyssa. Um, so, Alyssa, I know one wait, of the things they do is... Oh, go what? ahead. Never mind. Go ahead. I, I wasn't oh, sure what we were doing question. with Alyssa. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, a question, because, Amber, you just talked about, um, like, open silk, which is, as I, as I understand that you've explained it to us before, which is a time when people just come in and they start putting out lyrics or, you know, you kind of... Kind of like open mic, but it's also open silk, so other people can join in. So, Alyssa, how have you done that one? Have you what was? How do you get like your ideas for songs, or how do you move forward in it? That's several broad questions. Literally <laughs> <laughs> I mean, broad questions. Sorry. Well, that way you guys do the work, and we don't have to do anything. Yeah, we well, like that let me, let me answer the open filk part first. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've participated in some open filks. And while sometimes I will sing something, I often go to just listen because when I'm up on stage, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of songs, putting a lot out there. And I like a chance mm -hmm. to you know, listen to what other people have to say and just relax and you know, let it, let it kind of flow over me. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, as far as ideas, um, I mean, they come from everywhere. So I was trying to think through the last several songs that I've posted recently. Um, one of them is about my emotional roller coaster during the pandemic. Mm. Um, mm. One is about cookies. <laughs> um, 
One is about why I think Donald Trump needs to be put in a corner and given a timeout. Um, mm. And one is about gypsy nomadic lifestyle. So, you know, it's just things that I'm going through during the day. They're all about me in some way. But when something mm-hmm. sparks a strong feeling for me, it's like, oh, there might be a kernel of a song in there. I should jot down that I really like, thought and come back. I, I love the one about cookies. So I'm going to go and look that one up because cookies are awesome. So, yes, yeah, so that's really, that's good. Um, do you have a fandom that you really love? I mean, is there one fandom that kind of got you started in this, Alyssa? And then I'm coming to you, Chris, I promise. Okay. I, <laughs> I think board games is probably the largest single category for me. So I, I touch mm. on other, um, you know, sort of nerd culture things, but definitely board games. Um, I've been mm. playing board games since I was young and could hold pieces in my hands. Sometimes we say that's why my parents had two kids because then you have four and that's the perfect number for doing games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I've just always played games. And then all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute, I can write songs about this and I can have insights about board games. And so, you know, I have a song about um, this game called Eclipse, which if you're familiar is a fairly lengthy game that you get really involved yeah. in. And mm-hmm. You build up your, your military and you build up your research and stuff yeah. and you get to the end. It's just like, well, I can either do nothing for the last round or I can attack you for all I'm worth. Mm-hmm. And I'm not generally that style of player, especially when it's just me and my husband. But with that game, it's just like, all right, baby, throw down. This is it. Mm. Taking them out. Taking hey, you out. Uh, so somebody's going to bed angry. Uh, quick follow-up question. What's your current uh, um, quarantine board game? Favorite board game? Or card game for that matter? We've been if doing you make that a decision. lot of um, Castles of Mad King Ludwig because I received Ooh, I it last one. month for my birthday. So we've been exploring that one. Oh, I'm doing a lot of one. online games with people out of town. So role uh, yes, yes, player yes. and mm. cartographers, things like that. Very cool. Okay, so uh, Chris, starting with you, like, have you done the open silks? And how, how do you decide what you're going to write in about? Sure. We un- unfortunately, I've never made it to an open filk, and I hate myself for Oops. it. I just want to, I just want to yeah. end it all because of it. No, <laughs> uh, but I, we have not, we have not. Made uh, Alyssa, it. you're being called in again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> help me, help me. I need, help. I need your help. I'm, your hair is so cool. I need help from you. <laughs> uh, for those listening at home, her videos work. You mine's not, and she has really cool hair. I just want you guys to know that. But oh, cool. uh, anyway. Uh, you know, we didn't know about like, even though we knew about Phil as a genre uh, in the band as a collective, we didn't know about the open Phil thing, honestly, till last year when we were playing for the first time. Oh. And we completely oversaturated ourselves last year, not because of uh, the Phil people. They, you know, booked us for our couple shows and that was great. And we decided to book panels and events with like every track possible and help out with uh, the slants who were playing and playing some songs with them and doing all this other stuff. And we had like, something crazy like 15 events by the end of the weekend last year. So we didn't make it to a lot of fun stuff that we wanted to see or do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, everything was fun, but nothing extra for the most part is kind of where we're going yeah, right. on that. Uh, we did get to see Cybertronic Spree. That was really cool. And we got to see part of one of Mikey Mason's sets. So that was really cool. Uh, Very cool. But uh, as far as writing the songs, kind of the same thing. I just write about like, you know, music is escapism. So I just write about crazy and stupid stuff like uh, cats and ice cream and sushi and uh, we have okay. a song called uh, anim- Video Games, Anime, and Comic Books. That's kind of like the, that's that's what we are. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So we just write about anything that comes to mind, uh, which is usually those things. And that seemed to stick. So uh, we kind of go with that. I, I, I don't like these bands that are too serious. I mean, that music has its place, and I think it's great. But that's not what I want to do when I create my uh, yeah. 
my music and my my art, if you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like this idea that there's one about cookies and then there's one about ice cream, and I'm really happy about that. That's the perfect um, uh, the perfect the combo song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just ready. That it, that's it. Um, now, John, did you have a question? No. Well, I was gonna I was gonna go back to to Amber, yeah. and and. Yeah. Uh, ask you from last year because we'll, we'll talk about last year a little bit um mm-hmm. did anything happen last year that that really kind of blew you away that uh you weren't expecting maybe a panel that that uh went off a lot better than normal um we actually had for the first time thursday night programming last year and mm. we had uh the misbehaving maidens and pdx broadsides actually did a panel uh about feminism and folk music Mm. And it was amazing. And I mean, it was Thursday night. It was the first time that we did programming and we had 74 people come into our room on a Thursday night. It was amazing. Um, and the content was also just absolutely blew me away. Um, we're, you know, trying to expand out, you know, not just to, to do concerts. They're amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's only so many times that I can, you know, kind of, say we need a bigger room and you know we did it um <laughs> yeah, there are only so many bigger rooms as we directors know and we're told this all the time so yeah but now you have like the ultimate big room with a virtual con so that's kind of cool yes. too. a oh, little yeah. bit uh, yeah so very cool um yeah that's the one thing that sounds like just the most amazing thing uh the feminism and soaking because but the problem here is as a director, and you know this too, I can't go to a panel like that. So, <laughs> but that's okay because other people get to go to them, and that is always wonderful, Amber. Um, so, wait, I had another question, John. Do you have a question? Uh, I don't have the question that you have. It would have been you a different okay, question. Well, do yours first. It would have been do a different question. Um, so, Amber, what what will you miss most about Dragon Con this year about not being in? Mm. In its normal position, the normal, the community. Yeah, yeah it really yeah. is the community. Um, we've built our, our little corner in Hanover FG um, <laughs> where, you know, we, you know, I won't be able to do our traditional Filkin cookies where I get custom fortune cookies made with all of the bands. Um, I, I try to, to grab a lyric or two out of each of the bands that we have uh, as performers for the year and make custom fortune cookies and hand them out all through the weekend. Um, And yeah, just, you know, sitting around in a real folk circle, we've uh, been testing out using Facebook rooms Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. our open books uh, virtually, but it, it it just isn't the same as sitting around in those rather painful chairs after a couple of hours. (laughs) But yeah, <laughs> at some point you just figure out how to make them as comfortable as they can be, which is might be laying out on three or four of them because sometimes yes. that's the only way. Uh, yeah. Or sitting so, on the floor, <laughs> or sitting on the floor. Yeah. So um, yeah, same question. So Chris, is there something you're gonna miss about, or well, you talked about last year and stuff you did, but and by the way. 15 is a lot of things to do over four days. So just FYI. Uh, but yeah. So what are you going to miss that this is a virtual con? And this can be as a fan or a filter or whatever. I'm going to miss setting up 25 events to beat myself from last year. <laughs> there <laughs> no, you go. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, a lot of it is more the people, the party aspect uh, and mm-hmm. the, 
the people aspect can be kind of it can be anything from the people that you see as friends to even like the mm-hmm. big like VIP type guest things. I mean, it's all about the interaction stuff. Uh, so definitely going to miss all that. I mean, again, you can have this virtual stuff and hang out, but you can't like, you know, share a drink with your buddy. You know, you can't really do that. Yeah. Well. You both can do that through a video, I suppose, but it's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to definitely miss that. Um, I really am going to miss seeing a lot of the other bands because even though we didn't get yeah. to see as many last year, uh, in the previous years where I went and was not a member of a band, that's almost what I did all day was watch music. It was great. It's like a, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a music festival minus all the pretentiousness of like Lollapalooza or something. So it's yeah. a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, a lot, yeah, we're a lot more laid back than most music festivals. I would yeah. Think. yeah, and uh, you know, and even like on that front, I mean, again, kind of on the drinking thing, that's what Dragon Con's known for. But it's like, where else in the world can you walk into a CVS with an open, you know, drink and they don't even look at you weird? That CVS that's right in the middle of everything, right next to the the Hyatt. <laughs> Uh, yes, it is. So, yes, it is. So, yeah, I'm going to miss all that stuff for sure. Um, I'm also going to miss, weirdly, uh, our traditional, we always on the Wednesday of the con uh, go to Duluth, which is, you know, really close to uh, Atlanta, and get a bunch of Korean food and stop at the K-pop store and oh, buy our girl yeah. band posters and stuff. So I'm going to miss that as well. But uh, just the whole experience and the people are probably the biggest thing, yeah. Very cool. Okay, and Alyssa, your turn. What about you? Yeah, I think the the meeting new people and new filkers um, mm-hmm. two years ago was the first time that I performed at Dragon Con. And uh, after the Misbehaving Maidens show, after we had been drinking fairly heavily, mm-hmm. wandered up into the Hyatt <laughs> lobby and was hanging out with the Misbehaving Maidens, who I knew from other things. And then also the PDX Broadsides, who this was the first time I had met them. And I had my guitar with me and we just started jamming in the Hyatt at like 1 a.m. Singing, Uh you know, California Dreamin' and um, Janis Joplin and stuff like that. And uh, ended up playing a show when the PDX Broadsides came out to do an East Coast tour. Last year, I played a show with them in Brooklyn. And I went out to do an East Coast tour at the very beginning of this year um, and played a show with them in Portland. So it's just, you know, it's not the kind of connection you can really make when you see somebody on yeah. Zoom meeting, you're like, oh, I really want to hang out with you later and we should yeah. make music yeah. together. Yeah, I think that is the, the biggest thing, and, and we've said this so many times on 50 Days before, is it's the people that make Dragon Con. I mean, yeah, it is kind of amazing to see somebody walking around with what is called a bucket of rum from the Hyatt, um, <laughs> which is really pretty much it's what it says on the tin there. But, you know, it is seeing the people. It's seeing the people maybe you only see once a year or meeting somebody new. I Every year I meet somebody new. And, well, of course I do. But I mean that every year I meet somebody new and then that is now a part of my con family. And it's wonderful to be able to do that. So, and Miss Behaven Navens, John, you have a connection to them, which is where I got those stickers for uh, your family last year. Is it? Yes. Oh, sorry. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. It is. It is. Yes. I don't think I said that to you when I got them, but yes. And I have one of their CDs and they're, they're awesome. And they have a coloring book that has bad words in it. And I bought them for my aunt and gave them to them at Christmas. And they had, um, they, they not only did the, they have bad words, but they had pictures of things that sometimes you can, you yeah, you got to get on a specialty store for <laughs> And my aunt was like, oh, my God. And I went, oh, I forgot that that one was in there. So, yay. Um, so that's always fun. Yeah, the coloring book is uh, Swearing is Caring, along with their CD. 
I love the swearing. I have my own too. I kept it. I made it very, I, very cool. Um, I used the one with the F word. I, I think I even pulled that one out and put it on my refrigerator at one point. So, <laughs> hey, we all deal with our little bit of quarantine as we deal with it. So that's cool. Um, so, Amber, one of the things that you were just talking about, and I know Alyssa and Chris have said it about not meeting people. So what? Um, how are people going to be able to find out for the bands that you show and things like that? They're not going to have tables this year. So how are they being able to say, hey, here's where our CDs are and things like that? Uh, well, with all of our live streams, uh, we will be uh, displaying either their Patreon, Bandcamp, whatever the, the performer wants during the live stream. And then as we go through uh, the concerts, we'll have all of their social media presence linked out either within the comments or in a post unto itself. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just Facebook live is going to be uh, one of our platforms. Also our YouTube channel will be promoting mm. on Twitter, but um, it's just more economical to live stream simulcast between YouTube and Facebook only. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So now we're in the part of the show where we're pimping because we're not just pimping saying, you know, we're glad y'all are talking about Dragon Con, but we're also doing that for you. So Alyssa, how do people find out about your music? Where can they look? What can they buy? So you can go to singinglark.com. You can go to Rihanna's mm-hmm. book too, but it's harder to spell. So I have to redirect from singing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Very good. That, that has everything. That has a link to the music that you can stream for free or purchase off of Bandcamp. Um, it has concerts that are upcoming, you know, primarily online stuff right now. has mm. my background, all that kind of good stuff. And right now there's a little blurb at the top about my Patreon because I'm wrapping up a one-month Patreon growth campaign this Friday. Oh, cool. uh, so I'm giving away lots of bonus albums for people that hop on there. Uh, very, very cool. And okay, Chris, your turn too. How do you, how do people find out about you and Night Savers? Yeah, uh, we don't have like a really good one-stop website, unfortunately, but okay. uh, it's all the normal stuff. Uh, probably the easiest one is the Bandcamp because you can stream and buy everything there, but that would be uh, nightsavers.bandcamp.com. Of course, that'll have mm-hmm. the links to the Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all that. Uh, we probably have the people interact with us most on Instagram. So just looking up night savers mm. on there is really helpful. Uh, so you, you know, again, to keep up with what we're doing, cause we are working on some stuff. Finally, we kind of took a break with all this quarantine stuff too, but we are working on quite a few projects right now, including one that uh, when this airs, I don't know if it'll be out yet, but we're working on a charity event where we're going to be donating uh, money to uh, kitties. Uh, so that's something that we're definitely going to hope a lot of people uh, you know, want to be involved with, <laughs> uh, that should be, oh, wait a minute. I want to make sure I heard that right. Yeah. They're about kittens. Yes. Kitties, kitties? cats. Yes. Yeah. I said kitties. Yeah. Oh, cats, awesome. felines, okay. <laughs> there was, friends, there was... uh, Simba and Nala perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. But yeah, that, and we're going to be doing that even though, uh, like I said, I can't quite say what it is yet. Cause I don't know when this is airing, but uh, mm. we are going to be releasing that probably a week or two before dragon con. So just stay cool. up with all of our other stuff. And, me personally, even outside the band, I've been doing a lot of streaming on Twitch recently with video games. Recently Ooh. hit affiliate, which means I can make money on there, which is great. Uh, and that's Woo-hoo! under, uh, you go to twitch.tv backslash kimchi, like kimchi, like the Korean food underscore gamer. And uh, that's another okay. place you can find me. So I'm all over the place. I have a lot of other stuff. I got too much going on. Uh, but we're here that's to talk okay. about Nightsabers. So that's fine. What, what are fun. you mostly streaming on Twitch? What game? Uh, right now, the mainstay game is Yakuza Zero because it's insane and crazy. 
Uh, and we've also been doing some retro stuff. Uh, I'm actually starting a new segment this Wednesday called uh, Weeb Wednesdays. So like Weeb, like anime fan. And we mm. play a bunch of like old retro like anime games and stuff. So that should be fun. Okay. Okay. I knew none of that other than Twitch. <laughs> I'm very happy. It's I'm okay. very happy. That's okay. No, it's all right. But also, people, if you're listening, you don't have to like stop and go back 10 seconds and everything else. We're going to have all of these links on the when we put up the podcast so it'll yeah, so, all be in the post yeah so if you head over to the, the unique geek.com on this post you'll find uh those links and more to uh find out about more about these folks um speaking of which we have just a couple of minutes left so i want to i want to do uh what we're going to do this year which is we're going to get to know oh, our right. guests a little more uh i oh, found good. this five dollar book called awesome social media quiz quizzes <laughs> uh and i'm sure that they will all uh be accurate so this one we're going to take together is uh what 80s craze are you so i'm going to ask the question and you guys just tell me what letter best uh fits the answer for you and then we'll just go through these real quick and then i'll tally it up Mm -hmm. and we'll know what 80s craze you are at the end of this all right okay so we're gonna do this quickly because we only have a few minutes but uh what is your favorite thing about the 80s is it a the games b the hairstyles c the fashion, D, the accessories, or E, the music. We'll start with you, Amber. I gotta go with the music. I was oh, I, I was a baby in the eighties, and my first show ever was Duran Duran's Reflex Tour. What about you, Alyssa? I'm gonna go hair. Hair, nice. Yeah. All right, Chris. Chris. Uh, I think I'm going to go with music as well. And more specifically and more recently, I want to highlight Vince Neil from Motley Crue, his uh, his gut where he looks pregnant. That's my favorite part of the 80s. <laughs> oh, man, Lee, what's yours? I would actually go with the music as well. And okay. I saw that Duran Duran tour uh, with a friend of mine, too. Yeah. All right. So uh, question oh, number wow. question number two, what is your favorite mm-hmm. 80s TV show? Facts of Life? Dukes of Hazard, maybe problematic now. Punky Brewster, <laughs> mm-hmm. Knight Rider, or Cosby Show, also probably Ooh. <laughs> problematic. Ooh. Uh, Amber, Punky Brewster, all the way. I wanted to be her. Uh, Alyssa, I'm gonna have to go Cosby Show. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, I'm gonna go with Knight Rider because it sounds like night sabers. <laughs> Lee, um, sex life. Hey, you take the good, you take the bad. Hey, um, so so question number three. If you could bring back one popular 80s food, what would it be? Would it be the Ring Pop, <laughs> Big League Chew, Tab, Pop Rocks, or Pudding, pudding Pops? Amber? Pops. Pudding Pops. Pops. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Allison? Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm Alyssa. I'm doubling down on Cosby here, but I'm also going to say Pudding Pops. Yeah. <laughs> Chris? Uh, I'm going to go with Pop Rocks. That's very 80s. Okay. And Lee? I'm still upset we can't find Pudding Pops anymore. So, yes, Pudding Pops. Mm-hmm. I didn't know those weren't a thing anymore until all of a sudden I wanted them one day. <laughs> what is your favorite all-time 80s movie? Is it Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Sweet sweet, sweet Candles, <laughs> 16 Candles 16? is what I'm trying to say, uh, Weird Science, or Footloose? Amber, out of those choices. Candles. Okay. Yeah, I got to go with 16 Candles. All right, Lee? Oh, Lee? Um, oh, sorry. I, what was, I, um, I did jump over people. 
That's okay. That's fine. Um, I'm going to go probably back to the future. Back to the future. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll go to Chris since we're going backwards now. Well, the question is wrong because Purple Rain isn't in there. Yeah, but uh, out of the choices that are there, I'm going to go with Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. And Alyssa. I'll take Weird Science. Weird Ooh. Science. Uh, what slang? That's how I learned about it. Yeah. What slang from the 80s sounds like something you'd say? Righteous? Gnarly? Totally? Duh? Or psych? Uh, Amber. Totally. Uh, yeah, I still can't get rid of that one completely. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa? Same here. Totally. Chris? I still say duh quite a bit. So that one. <laughs> duh. Duh. And uh, duh. Lee? Duh. Because I have a, I have a child. Yes. <laughs> Plus, uh, there's the Black Pink song. Hit you with the duh, 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 duh. It's kind of similar. All right. We got just enough time to do two more of these. There's 10, but I'll just do two more of them. Uh, what movie genre it was best mm-hmm. in the eighties? Was it comedy, horror, romance, sci-fi, or action? We'll start with you, Amber. Oh, comedy. Cause the sci-fi was not great. <laughs> Alyssa. I only made it to age 10 in the eighties. So I didn't watch a lot of horror or romance, but I'm also going to say comedy. All right. Chris. I mean, Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo is pretty dope, so I'm going to go with comedy. Well, that's yeah. a romance, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it's a romance. A, l- a little bit of everything. <laughs> Between right. Turbo and Ozone, it's a bromance. <laughs> and Lee? Okay. I'm going to go with comedy because the sci-fi in the 80s was not good. Other than Alien was not good. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tally things up. Lee, if you can uh, okay. get everyone to wrap up uh, and give uh, everything. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, I so we're going to start. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, goody. I can't wait. Uh, so, Alyssa, just really quick, pop out that uh, website one more time. Singinglark.com. Singinglark.com. So you can find all of Alyssa's stuff there. And um, thank you, because I didn't think I could spell Rihanna's lark either. So that's cool. Um, and then, <laughs> and then Chris, how about you? You said Dane Camp one. What's the, what is that one? Yeah, it's uh, nightsabers.bandcamp.com. Dot com. And Amber, where can people, when you put it up and don't harass her to get it early, people, where will it show what the schedule is going to be for the concerts that are going to be going on and other things for DragonCon this year? We'll be promoting on our Facebook, uh, DragonCon Filk uh-huh. Music, and uh-huh. on our Twitter, DconFilk. And also our okay. YouTube channel, uh, DragonCon Filk Music. DragonCon Filk Music. Awesome. Awesome. All right, John, it's your turn now. Uh, I'm still tallying. Math is hard. You're still tallying? Math yes. is not that hard. Hold on, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Uh, you're almost done. So uh, I just want to say that we are at theuniquegeek.com. This is the 50 Days Podcast. We are still amazed that anybody listens to this, and we thank you all that said you wanted it to come back this year, even though it's going to be a very different con, but it's going to be a cool con, as you've already heard, because you just talked, you just heard some of the folk people that are going to be there and doing stuff. All right, John, I have done all I can. You better have them tallied. Hold on. Okay, so. Uh, da, 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 da. Yes. Um, all right. So it looks yes. like Amber. You are mm-hmm. a fanny pack. 
I, I have no idea. <laughs> hey, they've come back in style, though. <laughs> uh, Alyssa, yeah. your leg warmers. And Chris, you're a boombox. That makes sense. And Lee, you are also leg warmers. Yay, leg warmers. Those are so terribly terrible. Rainbow leg warmers or the hot pink ones, and they itched all the time, no matter what. <laughs> uh, so leg warmers, by the way, are they, they, it says, hello, fashionista. You're hot on the social scene, and you're in a mix. You're at the mix in every party. If Facebook, Facebook. Facebook, yeah, sure. Facebook, where around the 80s, you'd have had thousands of friends. Uh, for, for those of you that have the fanny pack, uh, you have been a nerd. You've been a nerd in the 80s, but the nerds of yesterday are today's entrepreneurs. Uh, an appreciation for knowledge draws you to select few friends. That's not true. And rely not on sure. a small group of close friends. Well, that might be true. I don't know. Is that true, Amber? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't fit in the mainstream. Well, that's probably true. But... Yeah. But you don't care. Also, something yeah, that is true. Uh, and last, pump up the volume for the boombox. Uh, uh, you are an 80s music buff with a dedicated group of friends, and you are outgoing. You have a great sense of humor, and consider yourself an up-and-coming star. None there we go. And, <laughs> and, no, I think all three of those are awesome. So, yay. All right. Awesome. Again, thank you guys for joining us. Um, I appreciate yeah. you taking the time out of your day to uh, to do this. Um, and again, please uh, support these artists and the others that are that, um, that DragonCon. You would normally support at DragonCon. Um, it's important uh, to them. It's 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 a difficult time for everyone. And uh, love your neighbors and wash your hands um, and wear your mask. God damn it! Grandmother is damn it. Wear your mask. Wash your hands like your grandmother is watching. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There you go. So because she is. So until I mean, heck, everyone's video cameras on now these days. So it probably is. Uh, so until next time, for Amber, Alyssa, Chris, and Lee, this is John saying peace and bye. And wash your hands and wear a mask. Hey folks, John here again. As promised at the beginning of the show, we do have a couple of tunes to play for you. Um, up first is going to be Rhiannon's Lark. Uh, you can get more information on Rhiannon's Lark over at r h i a n n o n s l a r k dot com, or you know, head over to the Unique Geek and you can get the links right from there. Uh, but as, that is their official website. Um, so uh, we've got this tune. Um, it's about the game that tests marriages and ruins friendships, uh, also known as Settlers of Catan, um, where negotiation is only as, never mind, uh, but <laughs> insert something witty there. Uh, so anyway, um, here is Sheep for Wood from Rhiannon's Lark. Enjoy. I started out with a plan. To build a monopoly I've packed the best numbers They're sure to be rolled And soon I'll have all I need I left very little to luck I prefer to rely on strategy Two roads away and a settlement And the sheep ports all for me But I've been double-crossed
John again. Uh, so like I got to introduce myself every time and you've been listening this far. You probably know who I am anyway. Uh, next up we have, uh, night sabers. Um, and of course you can find more info on night sabers either by heading over to the unique geek.com and, uh, looking at the, um, the link that this, uh, or the post that this link is on this podcast on whatever, something like that. And, or you can head over to night sabers.bandcamp.com. Uh, that's N I G H T Sabres, S A B E R S dot bandcamp dot com. Um, and, uh, check out their tunes there and check out some more information. Uh, more links again are available over at the unique geek. Uh, so this, this tune is an ode to that, uh, what do you know, the passive aggressive beast that normally is roaming around your house. Um, it's called everything is better with cats. Enjoy. This has been a production of the Unique Geek. To leave a comment or suggestion, call us at 813-3210-TUG, or email us at thegeeks at theuniquegeek.com. Follow the Geeks on Twitter, at sign, The Unique Geek. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike non-commercial license.